Third down and goal from the one. Huntley no. sticks the ball out. The Bengals have <laughs> the ball. Baby. They are running it back. <laughs> Sam Hubbard with blockers behind him. Hubbard to the Ravens 40. Nice. The 30. Nice. The 20. Yeah. The 10. The Woo. 5. Touchdown. Bengals. Tyler Huntley tried to extend the ball over the goal line. It got poked away. Sam Hubbard scooped it up and ran the length of the field for a go-ahead Bengals touchdown. That had to be sped up, right? Sam Hubbard ran for like three hours oh to get to the God, end zone. Oh, my God, he's still running. He is still running. Rumbling, bumbling, Mark stumbling. Andrews diving at him. Oh, Mark Andrews almost thought, made the game-saving play. I thought he had him, too. Or like, at least a block in the back, right? He is not going to make it. <laughs> oh, my. That was great. What then an they, amazing turn of events. Then they huh? kept, him, kept him out for, like, it seemed like three series after that. Just huffing and puffing. <laughs> he had to get the oxygen yeah, on the sidelines after that. What was the last time you ran a full sprint 98 Oof, yards, right? Think about it. No matter how much tennis you play or how many the, uh, miles. I run a day, a 98-yard sprint. We're going to be dead. Well, look at that, the 40s or whatever. Those were long enough. Yeah, it's a yeah, different. It's yeah. it's a different kind of uh, kind of exercise. For our final combine. Yeah. So congratulations to uh, to Sam Hubbard and the uh, Cincinnati Bengals who found a way to hold off the Chet Huntley led Baltimore Ravens in the nightcap last night, and uh, they're on to Buffalo, I guess, as they like to say. And we know that we get Jacksonville at 2:30, 3:30 on uh, on Saturday afternoon. I said to you, that's perfect game time. I like the 3:30 Saturday afternoon when I never thought we'd see one of those again, but I kind of like the fact that we're three 30 on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Cause I, early, it's my schedule. I'll just tell you that right earlier now. in the day I saw, I don't remember where it was, but I saw something that was speculating. That was the Eagles. Yeah. Right. I'm like, okay, well it's probably going to be Saturday night then mm-hmm. I'm guessing they'll play the two one seeds on Saturday and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, obviously got to the end. Surprisingly enough, got to the end of Sunday night football, which I, can't tell you the last time that's happened. Besides for me. the Chiefs besides playing, being, yeah. Besides being there, right? <laughs> having an eye open during Sunday night football has been pretty much a test. Yeah. And he's like, uh, "Well, we'll have the game times from the from the divisional uh, round when we come back." Right. I'm like, okay, Mike Drinko, you got me through another commercial break. Let's see where this is at. I so. knew they would have it at the end of the game because they usually do. But when Tariko gave that deep tease, because yeah. I was ready to turn That's it like, off, yeah. and yeah. then Tariko goes, well, "Oh, I'm staying yeah, through I didn't the, uh, see the commercial." A, a burrow interview. Or no, anything. I, I was I like, I'm know. out. Well, and then he told me that. I'm like, okay, I'll hang. For, I'll, I'll hang. hang for a and then I and I saw another BK commercial and had it my way and 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 moved on and got the uh, got the schedule out. But I was talking to somebody yesterday in the league about you know when when we were going to schedule these games and and they said most likely Saturday, unless Baltimore finds a way to win this game. And if Baltimore wins the game and they end up coming to Kansas City, then they would have put the game on Sunday. Give them a little more rest. And, and, and yeah, give them a little bit more of an opportunity to, to, to kind of breathe a little bit, but not not necessarily the rest, but just for the matchups. Because they, I, I guess Sunday is the day where they want the more intriguing matchups, Josh. I, I think that's still the big day for the NFL is that Sunday afternoon window. And Cincinnati and Buffalo is a lot more appealing for America than the uh, than the Jags taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. But had it been Baltimore facing Kansas City and Jacksonville going to Buffalo, then they would have looked at it and went, well, I don't know, maybe Baltimore-Kansas City is more of an intriguing matchup at this point in time than Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is kind of the outlier uh, of the teams that they don't really want to put out in prime time. <laughs> 
time, right? So <laughs> Jacksonville's going to be go, go way of Saturday afternoon where the Chiefs are an early nine-and-a-half-point favorite uh, in that game, the biggest favorite of the weekend. Even the Eagles are only a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over the Giants. But I'm going to tell you what, Super Wild Card Weekend lived up to the billing this weekend. What a great weekend of football, man. Uh, the, the first game was a little slow and was like, all right, whatever. And it's, it's also the NFC West, which really does not have much appeal to me, never really has had much appeal to me. And that game got things going, and then after that, it was just, it was on, man. I mean, that that obviously the Charger game was unbelievable. The Buffalo game was fantastic. The Giants game was outstanding. And then the way that this thing ended up on on Sunday Night Football last night with another great ending, great game. Like, could you have asked for anything more out of Super Wild Card Weekend to the to the fans who said we don't need seven teams and all that kind of stuff? Hell, I can't wait till there's eight. I I I, did, I loved everything about this weekend. I had a great time watching these games and and they were so entertaining and lived up to their billing man and you, you couldn't have dare I say it scripted it any better than the NFL did for wild card weekend NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Twin Peaks eats drinks scenic views the funny part is it ain't over yet no that's the other thing we got one more tonight right <laughs> does Dallas do anything for anybody anymore like I, I see Dallas pop up on my screen and I feel like that's an AL central battle. Like I, that's like Detroit versus Minnesota. I just have no reason to sit down and watch Detroit playing Minnesota in a baseball game. And I, anything Dallas does, I just don't I, have that much interest or, or appeal for in my life. And now obviously I'll watch the game, but the Dallas Cowboys to me are a complete and total turnoff. I mean, it's plenty of intrigue. We know this. It probably won't be, it could be Tom Brady's final game. Could be. Could for 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 Tampa, you mean. I mean it could be period. We yeah. don't know. Maybe he goes, man, this year was enough, and he walks. Maybe. You don't know. You don't you, know. You're every right. game literally could be his last game. That's a fair point. Right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And then Dallas, you want to see the train wreck. Right. You, you mean <laughs> You want to see the post train wreck. Yeah, yeah. You want to see them lose and then yeah. everything that's gonna take yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. you don't want to see them, I mean you're you're ho- everybody's hoping they lose right oh I mean, god yes you just yeah, want you yeah. just want to see the fall the fallout right like that's the that's the end game not the end game the end game mm-hmm, of that one mm-hmm. so there's plenty of intrigue and then yeah get geared up for a for another game on on monday if you're not already kind of football emotionally spent yeah i don't know about you i'm drained after this hey, weekend from emotion you, and everything you right you can't wait for eight teams yeah i can because <laughs> the 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 buy is the greatest advantage in all sports it is it's huge yeah it is huge avoiding yeah. that and by that just all of it mm-hmm. is the biggest advantage you could possibly have it's, it's every great. game was great every game was contested Every game was stressful. I mean, we spent the entire weekend, Chiefs fans. The first game, you're like, oh, my God, it's going to be the Chargers. Oh, my God, the Chargers choked. Right. It's probably going to be the Jags. Oh, my God, oh, it's going to be no the Jags. Ch- oh, my gosh, the Dolphins. going to be the Dolphins. It's going to be the Dolphins, yes. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, Baltimore's got a chance here. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's it going to be the Ravens. Yeah, you spent you're right. the whole yeah. weekend and every single scenario of teams had its moment. It really did. We didn't know all who we were playing until po- zeros were on the clock Sunday night. All four of the possible opponents had their moment. Yep. And and you just sat back and watched. You just sat back and enjoyed it, man. That is the greatest advantage other than the I was for for a while I was imagining I'm like, "Huh. I know Andy Reid's always, you know, they're they're always on top of stuff." And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Like how much how much dolphins do they really do?" Right. Like, did, some, did somebody's Bob 
you know, midway through that game, had to scramble back to the office to start working, uh, working some Dolphins tape. I'm like, that is so the, the buy is awesome. You didn't have to deal with divisional games, uh, you know, w- within your division mm-hmm. of teams knowing each other so well right. and holding you in check. I mean, Baltimore gave Cincinnati three games in which Joe Burrow had like a smidge over 200 yards. Yeah, that's it. Just a smidge. Right? Yeah, Because there was a nice bet I saw yesterday. Joe Burrow over 225 and the Bengals to win. And I was really close to taking it. But I'm like, I don't no. know that Burrow's going to get 225. They did great, he against, they did great against Burrow again. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, just those are those are excruciating games. The the Dolphins, even with Skylar Thompson. Yeah. And even with his terrible play caller, uh, keep themselves in it to the very end against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Tyler, Skylar Thompson, you know what? People want to sit here and say, you know, they didn't win because Tua wasn't there. They didn't win because their Yale-educated coach is couldn't stupid. Couldn't get a play in, in time. Couldn't get a play in. And how many balls did Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill and Mike Jacecki drop yesterday? I mean, when you're when you're playing with your third-string quarterback at this point in time, which help, Skylar Thompson help is, him out. catch the effing ball, Tyreek Hill. I mean, come on now. You got to catch that. The one he had one rocket right in up, his face. Rocket off his shoulder pads. So it's like, oh, God. Use your hands. Jalen Waddle dropped two, at least two big passes. And even Mike Jacecki dropped a big one that he should have had. You got to help your young quarterback out who was like one pick ahead of Mr. Irrelevant. And you saw Mr. Irrelevant go out there and win in San Francisco. Hey, Skylar Thompson played his ass off. And I think if you're a K-State fan or a Kansas Cityan or somebody out at Fort O, you're excited about the way that that kid played. He gave you every opportunity to win that football game. They didn't lose that game because of Skylar Thompson no. at all. They lost the game because you couldn't get a play in and your wide receivers who were supposed to be these awesome. Oh, they're so good. Dropping passes all over the place that Juju Smith Schuster and our guys are making those plays. Yes. I don't think they were used to that much accuracy. Cause I mean, he was dropping dimes on them, he really was pinpoint yeah. accuracy. Yep. I mean, hitting them right in the face, balls in the face, balls in the chest, right? Balls in the hands. And they couldn't handle the accuracy. No, they just could not. I mean, it was it was embarrassing. Tyreek Heal should be embarrassed this morning for the way that he played. His other counterpart, Jalen Waddle, should be embarrassed this morning for the way that he played. Mike Jacecki should be embarrassed for the way that he played. And Mike McDaniel and his Yale degree should be embarrassed that even a guy who went to Yale can't figure out a 40-second play clock. Yeah. I, I jump. I jump started Miami Sports Talk Radio yesterday. You I did. Said, you really a, did. Yeah. Here's the topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, should Should Mike McDaniel give up his play calling? Right. You know that's going to happen. Oh, today, I, right? I sure it is. And the yeah, answer is right. yes because yes. he can't get a play in in a crucial moment. He can't think fast enough. The, the, the question is, so. does Miami care enough to have that conversation Probably on not. Sports Talk Radio probably. this morning, or are they probably. talking about the Giants because it's all New Yorkers down yeah. there anyway? Yeah. Right? Probably so, not. That's probably but what they're I, focused on. But all, they can't say that Tua would have won that game because he would not have. All of that happened while the Chiefs did not have to play a game. Mm-hmm. That's a massive advantage. Massive. There massive, was so yeah. much going on, and not to mention injuries and what have you. Well, the Bengals um, lost their entire offensive line over the last right? three weeks. They, they've had three of their five starters you avoid, out. You avoid the grind of that. Yeah. You avoid getting a scary uh, team that might know you quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You avoided all that with the bye. The bye is awesome. Mm-hmm. This is the greatest advantage. It is. It's really nice. Now you got to yeah. use it after, you know, having it. You got to use it, but... 
not doing all this weekend. Oh my goodness. That is the, that's the greatest advantage you could possibly have in sports. And we know how good Andy Reed is off a of buy, right? How many cliched uh, stories will we see about that this week? Right? We got channel four, channel five, channel nine and channel 41. So that's at least four right there. The newspaper will do one. The national networks will do one. We'll probably get about 10 different Andy Reed off the buy story. That James Palmer guy, you know, he's just, he's seething at the mouth to, or what is it? Drooling at the mouth or something like that to get that story out there this morning you know he'll he'll elbow somebody out of the way at NFL Network Schefter's on top of this one about how good Andy Reid is after the bye Doug Peterson is a good football coach and, and they were previewing that game last night and they just had like a graphic in the background like Doug Peterson was standing there talking about Doug versus Andy and I'm like Ugh, I don't I, I don't know man I'm already getting nervous for this one I don't think the Chiefs are going to blow them out by two or three scores I don't think this is going to be a 35-10 type of game I think Jacksonville is going to come on here because they got nothing to lose right they got absolutely nothing to lose and when you play when you have nothing to lose you tend to go out there and play a little bit loose I expect the Chiefs to win this football game but I don't expect it to be just a a Jacksonville rollover and the Chiefs to steamroll these guys I think they're going to come in here they're going to put up a fight and they're going to do stuff we haven't seen probably before maybe an onside kick or something like they did the last time we saw Jacksonville and now here we are. Who knew the Jacksonville Jags would be in the playoffs? Doug Peterson's done an unbelievable job down there. He's a legit head coach. We saw him emerge this weekend as a great head coach, holding your team together down 27 to nothing like that and finding a way to win. That's unbelievable, man. Peterson has been on both sides now of two of the three biggest collapses in playoff history. He was on the sidelines in Indy, and then he was on the sidelines in Jacksonville. He's experienced from both angles. That guy's legit, man. Again, after all the drama, the Chiefs indeed get the Jags again. We'll discuss that next. Fesco in the morning. One of the greatest duos. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. Second down goal from the nine. Dropping, looking, fires through the right corner of the end zone, and that ball is caught for the touchdown. Christian Kirk for the score. <laughs> Jags Radio Network on the calls. We'll bring you a bunch of the uh, the wild card sounds throughout the day today. Back in on a Monday, we're here along with Bob Fesco. I'm Josh Klingler. Beat up Brian Williams producing. If you're uh, out and about today, or you're working today, let us know. Yep, let us know. At 913-586-7610. Give you a shout-out today. A little bit quiet on the roadways thus far. As Rebecca Miles told you. Mm -hmm. It's also a little early yet, too. Miles, that's a good name for a traffic Do you think that's her real name? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. I'm sure. If, If your last name is Miles and you're a traffic person, you should be Miles Miles. Or a lot of. A lot of miles, yeah. yeah. I do like that. That's a good one as well. Yeah. yeah. A lot of miles. Mm-hmm. Be my be my favorite. Uh, so after we went through every conceivable option, <laughs> it did land back on the Jags and chalk in the AFC. Yeah, right? <laughs> chalk in the AFC after looking like it could not be anything but chalk in yeah. the AFC, right? You thought at one point in time Jacksonville was out. You thought at one point in time Buffalo was out. You thought at one point in time Cincinnati was out. 
and none of those teams are out. They're all, you know, still playing football. And here we sit. The top four teams have uh, have moved on in the AFC. And that's uh, I, I don't want to say that was uh, surprising or anything like that. But yeah, you're a top four team for a reason. And you got to give Jacksonville a lot of credit. And I think this is where coaching comes back in uh, to why Jacksonville is moving on and, and the Chargers aren't. I, I don't know how, if you're the Chargers as an organization, you keep Staley intact. I mean, two years now, we've seen this guy literally cost his team the opportunity to one, make the playoffs last year and advance in the playoffs this year. I, I just think he is a detriment to, to his, his team and they play good football and they play good football despite having to overcome him on the sidelines. And Saturday night, you're up 27 to nothing. You lose that game. And then what happened last year with the debacle, also playing guys in week 18, not having Mike Williams and the ability to use him, then losing another wide receiver and having literally you and I, Josh, out there playing wide receiver for you. That guy's not smart enough to be a head football coach in the NFL. And they have got to find a way. And not not just not smart enough. I don't think Brendan Staley is mature enough to be a head football coach in the NFL. He needs to do the right thing, and he's always trying to do the wild and crazy thing. And the wild and crazy things and going for it on fourth downs and not taking a tie and all this kind of stuff that he's done now over the course of his career in two years has shown me that he's not mature enough to be an NFL head football coach. Maybe he will down the line, but at this day and age, his maturity is very lacking, and that's why his team isn't moving on in the postseason. They're wasting talent in L.A. Uh, don't care. Uh, reports, right. are, yeah. reports are they're probably keeping him. I'm like, cool, yeah, awesome, yeah, yeah awesome. right, do good, it. good, good, awesome. good. Keep, keep doing him. what you're doing. Yeah, I want. Right. I did not want him to get fired. No, I, I didn't either. I want I'm, him. I want him back. Right. And and wasting everyone's everyone's time. But hey. I'm just telling you, like that's why they lost that game. Doug Peterson is a mature NFL head coach that wins. I mean, Doug Peterson is one of the great coaches in this league. And and when you have that advantage on the sidelines. You have the opportunity to come back from a twenty-seven nothing deficit at home in the postseason. Like that was that's an that's an unbelievable choke job right there. It's uh, I, and and I think the better result for me anyway. I I did not want the Chargers the third time. Mm-hmm. I really just didn't. I didn't either. No, uh, I'm you with look you. At the, you look yeah. at these games where you had the 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 two teams from the division. Miami gives Buffalo everything. Mm-hmm. Baltimore gives Cincinnati everything. everything. Uh, stay away from those. Those are the teams you know the most. Um, so I was, I was fine having the Jaguars and I know it was week 10. So it was a while back. That was the most ho-hum game. Yeah, it really was. It was the first noon game of the year. They just took care of business. Uh, Jacksonville got like a late garbage touchdown in the fourth Mm -hmm. to make it 10, Mm -hmm. but it was like a walk in the park. I'm like, I'll try that one again. Right. I'll, I'll I'll sign up for that one again. Granted, they're playing better now. Obviously they're they're They got to be playing with, you know. Who cares? We got it. Mm-hmm. We won our game. Let's go out and shock the world. Fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd rather have that than the Chargers a third time. I, I was like, I was like, it. cool with it. You know, you, you had to prepare for every scenario this weekend for right. the couch, right? Uh, but once the Jags said, I'm like, okay, that's the Jaguars. That's fine. There's, there, they like are, Cincinnati was the only team we couldn't play this weekend, right? Well, at Buffalo, yeah. I mean, yeah, we had, well, I mean, we had Buffalo, Chargers, yeah. Jags. Uh, Miami and and Baltimore right. were all in play, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So they were all in play. Um, and then I, you know, I I can't say I've watched every Jags game, but they're I saw their regular season finale, and I saw the other day, and I'm like, eh, there's nothing really scares me about them. I think they're solid, they're well coached. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a chance to make plays against them. Uh, that I I think in terms of the matchups you you got, 
I think you got a, a pretty good one. If you had, had Miami, obviously you had those wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Maybe they would have caught passes against you. I know one of them would have. Yeah, uh, that's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, if you if you had Baltimore, well, you deal with them. Uh, Really mobile quarter. I thought Huntley. I thought Huntley was really his, good. Played his tail I, I, off. They didn't lose that game because of that's, him. That's a tough matchup to prepare for yeah. on a short amount of time with not a lot of, not a lot going like that. That gives you some. I think the Jaguars are the best matchup of this thing. Yeah, you faced them already once. You know their head coach. Mm-hmm. There's <laughs> right? some familiarity there. I think you may know their defensive coordinator yeah, you know as well. Their defensive coordinator. Bob Sutton. Bob Sutton. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's I'll take, tasty. I'll take that matchup. So you know. Facing that, they ain't changing anything. Nothing. Whatever they run to start the game, they're running the rest of the game. That's right. Uh, I, I think in terms of matchups, this one works out pretty well. Well, and, and it's also an opportunity now for them to start pumping Trevor Lawrence a little bit as well. Again, you know, we talk about head coaches a lot on this show. What a difference a head football coach makes. This was the same team that Urban Meyer had last year, and they couldn't get out of their own way. Doug Peterson comes in. They win the division. They win a playoff game. Trevor Lawrence now looks like maybe he should start, you know, being in that category of the Patrick Mahomes, the Joe Burrows, the Josh Allens. Is Trevor Lawrence the next AFC quarterback? I don't know that Justin Herbert necessarily, to me, is in that category. No. He still hasn't won a playoff game. I think there's been a lot of celebrating of Justin Herbert before he's been christened you know, a, as a king and has done things in the postseason to win those games. Now, a lot of him is he's dependent on this immature head coach on the sidelines, but he hasn't won in the postseason yet. Trevor Lawrence now has a postseason win, a big-time postseason win. And so he is going to be getting a lot of love this week. And, and people are going to start talking about, should Trevor Lawrence be considered no, one yet. of the great quarterbacks of not the yet. AFC? I'll give him credit for overcoming four picks. Well, he's, uh, he's to, higher on right. my list than, to, than to, flip it, to yeah. flip it around in one game. But no, he's not anywhere close. Well, to that he's he's higher yet. on my list than Justin Herbert, though. I mean, if, if we're, we're starting to rank the hierarchy of AFC quarterbacks, it's, it's obviously it's Mahomes, it's Burrow, it's Allen. Those are your top three right now. And I'm telling you what, head-to-head, head-to-head, Trevor Lawrence has already beaten Justin Herbert when it matters most, coming back from a 27-point deficit. I can't put Justin Herbert in that category of one of the top four or five right now quarterbacks in the AFC. He really hasn't gotten it done. And there's been a lot of ball washers for the NFL and a lot of excuse makers out there making excuses and trying to praise Justin Herbert when he hasn't won on the big stage. And that's what quarterbacks are judged at. We'll get more into that as the morning rolls along. But, like, you got to win in January. You got to win in the postseason. And when you win in the postseason, you get, like, rated higher in everybody's mind. Your Q rating is higher than a quarterback who doesn't win in the postseason. And right now, Justin Herbert's done nothing to win in the postseason. And so, Trevor Lawrence, to me, I'm putting him on that hierarchy ahead of Justin Herbert right now. And I like... I I do like the fact that he played... Uh, they defied the odds. They played Chiefs like football. Yeah. They were minus five. Yeah, minus five and one. <laughs> and, won, and won a game. <laughs> and won a game. So that was, how, that was Chiefs 2022. 20, how yeah. that happens is still unbelievable to me. Like, I think the record was like 0-26 oh, if you were minus three or worse in the postseason. Now it's 1-26 yeah, because the, 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 the way the Jags came back and won that game. You could not have played two different halves of football 
like Trevor Lawrence did. And then you got Asante Samuel Jr., who, by the way, I thought that was his old man playing. <laughs> Honest to God, I was like, wow, he's still playing. And my buddy's like, that's his kid, that's, man. That's, I'm like, the kid. oh, that's yeah. the kid. Yeah. I had, yeah. like, I, where did the time go? Because I had no idea Asante Samuel was old enough to have a kid playing in the NFL right now. Like, I must have lost my mind. I was like, holy crap, Asante Samuel's still playing. He goes, no, that's his son. I'm like, Oh my God, what year is this again? Like, I mean, like I was out, I guess I, I totally missed the generation of Asante Samuels in this league. That kid has three interceptions and gets no love because his team, you had three interceptions in a game by one person and lost. And then you go tell people like I had three picks in a game in a playoff in game. A playoff once. Like, game. Wow. How did yeah. it end up? We lost. <laughs> What do you mean you lost? Definitely lost. You lost. We choked, we choked a huge. How'd you lose that game? Well, <laughs> see, the thing is, we we lost. We yeah. lost. Yeah. We lost. <laughs> One thing became abundantly clear with the wild card games. We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Don't miss former Chiefs linebacker Derek Johnson every Monday at 7.30, 610 Sports Radio. Rita in the right left slot goes in motion toss left for Barkley gets a block Barkley to the 25 Barkley to the left sideline to the 10 to the 5 touchdown Giants Saquon Barkley on a 28 yard first I'm not mistaken I don't think anybody had Barkley in our uh I almost took draft. I almost took Saquon Barkley right. but I decided to go with Isaiah Pacheco cuz I think he's going to be around a little bit longer right. than Saquon Barkley but you're right, right I'm looking at the list right now I don't see his name on there no mm-hmm. No I who who had the second overall pick that took to Stefan Diggs uh, was that the controversial one that was traded? I don't no, remember. No, no, that was his second overall pick so that gets crossed off the board. Know. I don't know. Sorry. I just remember somebody behind me pick behind me says you took Juju Smith-Schuster when you could have had Jefferson. Yeah, he's off the board and I said now. He's only playing yep. one game. Yep, you're exactly right. <laughs> yep, he he is off he the board one, right but now. But nobody had uh, nobody had Barkley. I guess should, should have taken Barkley. Doesn't you know? look like a lot of Cowboys will be eliminated later on today as well. You know, off the, of uh, this list, Giants right? Radio Network on the call. Yeah. You know, you know, Dak is licking his chops after all these interceptions that were thrown this weekend Thinking by Josh how many Allen. He can throw? Oh yeah, yeah man. Yeah. He, I'm going to double this up. He's definitely going for four, right? God, Dak Prescott is not a good quarterback. Like Four and a half. Let's ride. Just because you play quarterback for the Cowboys doesn't mean you're good. Troy Aikman wasn't that good. Look, you go back and look at his numbers, but he won, and that's what matters. He won. He he, he won games, right? And so Troy Aikman is on that list of the overrated Dallas quarterbacks. Clearly, Tony Romo, which we'll get to next segment, uh, he's on the list of overrated Dallas Cowboy holders. And now Dak Prescott is uh, on the list of overrated Dallas Cowboy quarterbacks as well. Just because you wear that star on the side of your helmet and you play quarterback doesn't mean you're good. Right. Babe Laufenberg was yeah, awesome. Yeah, exactly. I'll take Babe Laufenberg right now. Right now. Jason they have a, Garrett. Steve Pelour they had at one Talk time. Talk to me when you're punting Danny as well. White. Danny White. Danny White, man. Give me Danny White any day of the week. Craig Morton. Craig Morton is another good one back in the day. That's right. Yeah. Like a Craig Morton here. Yeah. The fact is, you know the quarterbacks. But in because Dallas. they feed them down you know your mean? throat, though, Josh. You know the quarterbacks in Dallas. Be- like them or not, be- you know the quarterbacks in Dallas. Besides yeah. your team, what other organization can you go through the lineage of quarterbacks for in order like we just did? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. 
I'm saying that the star carries some weight. Yes, it does. Maybe the wrong reasons, but the star carries some weight. Yes, it does. It does. But it also makes you better than you really are. And you get this false sense of, oh, Dak Prescott is so good. Based on what? What are we basing Dak Prescott being good on? No, they are they are uh, they are a terrific playoff disappointment, much like like the Vikings. Uh, oh God, like, yes, it's just teams you just can't count on in the postseason. Um, they're they're fantastic at it. So I didn't realize how many friends I have that are Viking fans, and and I'm watching the game yesterday, and not one of them was really depressed after that game. They knew they were going to lose. Like as much as I knew the Giants were going to win, told you the Giants would win that game. Viking fans were the complete opposite. They're like, yeah, we're going to lose this game. Every one of them is like, yeah, we lost. And I'm getting texts from my buddies. They're like, yeah, whatever. We'll see you next year. It happens all the time. Another year of disappointment. They're just resigned to the fact that they're never going to be any good. And I thought Brian Dayball emerged yesterday as a great coach in this league now based on what he did and the game plan that they had because they used Danny Dimes like I'd never seen before. That guy was unbelievable believable yesterday josh how good was daniel jones and how much money is that cat cashing in right now being a free agent at the end of this season i mean he's gonna have some playing well at the money right, right? well at the right time back to minnesota for just a second yeah one of the more underrated sports towns in america i agree totally agree they are yeah. into everything everything like including like women's field and hockey. all i could think of yesterday was like is it on to like minnesota gymnastics yeah is that it what, is that's yep. what is that what they were on to yeah, after, the, after the Vikings lost? Well, like, what was the next thing yeah, up? Yep, that's it. Minnesota's women's gymnastics, and then yeah. they're on to hockey, and yeah. they're on, like, college hockey. Yeah. Like, they're, 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 they show for college wrestling. They're in for everything. Yeah. I, a, I've never seen anything They pack like out that. Timberwolves games. Yeah. But, Timberwolves. But, 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 no, but that, that, at least that's the NBA, bro. We're talking about, like, minor college oh, yeah. sports they pack out for in high school stuff. Wrestling like, championships, it, NCAA. It's crazy. Our Very old good. boss is from Minnesota. Henry Lake is from Minnesota. They're really, they're really good fans. I they'll, mean, they'll root they'll, for anything. They'll do anything. So. It is fantastic. No, you're right about that. Minnesota is a fantastic sports town. It so really they'll is. just probably avoid the Vikings today and talk yeah. the gymnastics duel with I Purdue. Mean, I, I don't know I if know. you saw it, but the, uh, but the associate <laughs> women's basketball coach got a pay raise. They're going to yeah. talk about that today yeah. up in Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. No, no doubt. They're great they're, sports uh, town. They're, I'm uh, not even joking, the, the, the row the boat guy, the the Gophers football coach. Yeah. I always forget that guy's right. name. I, yeah. I think I don't, not a big overrated fan of coach. Yeah. Not a big fan of his. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do his coaches shows on like, at noon on a Wednesday. Yeah. So they can all go to lunch together. Right. I'm yeah. not even kidding. They <laughs> like pack, they like pack the place <laughs> yes. at a, like, you know, I'm, all the coaches shows are at night. This yeah. guy's is at noon. Cause they're like, we can all go to lunch, right? Yeah, we can we all, all go, go and be there. They all go. And it's, they all cheer a, this guy on. They do it for basketball too. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Bill Self doesn't even do something like that. No. And he's Bill Self. Whoever the coach is at like Minnesota no. basketball, there's like a, a noon Wednesday press conference <laughs> at a bar and it fills up and yeah. people go watch yep. this guy. Yeah, that's when they do their show. It's crazy. <laughs> no, they are. It's a great sports town, man. If you if you've never been up there for anything, go up there for something because they're fans. I mean, they're fans of everything. Anything with an M on it, those folks are root crazy, for, man. All right, you mentioned Brian Dayball. Yeah. I mean, we can almost do like a stock up, stock down. Uh, because this weekend it became blatantly apparent coaching wins, coaching wins, man, coaching matters, and bad coaching loses. Yes, it really does. And you saw every side of it this, this weekend. Yeah. Yep. You really did. And, 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 you know, you, you, 
me out of the picture here for a second. You know where, where I am on, on these NFL coaches, and, and I don't respect the majority of them because I don't think many of them are any good. And it really showed up over the weekend. I mean, you, you know, you take that first game, Kyle Shanahan versus Pete Carroll. That was the best coaching matchup by far of the weekend. And to me, Kyle Shanahan has now emerged as probably a top five coach in this league. When is that guy going to get lost? He's taken his third string quarterback, and they are – legit they are they are legit they are and a legitimate threat to win the whole thing they really are i mean somebody somebody texted me the other day it looks like we're going to get a rematch san francisco kansas city in the super bowl i'm like well hang on a second here the eagles still have something to say for this right and if the script writers have it their way eagles versus kansas city in the super bowl would be a nice storyline for everybody script, um, what script writers got kansas city in the super bowl well, that, you're, you're right about that no, you, you, no, no, you're right you're right every you script writer has script, buffalo you're right the chiefs aren't be playing in the Super Bowl. You're right. So. You're absolutely right about that. Buffalo will be there. We're here for wrecking scripts. Uh-huh. Is what we're here That's for. That's what we want to do. We want to take that script, tear it up, and burn it, and pretend it's Caddyshack too. Um, so, so you've got you've got coaching in that first game. Kyle Shanahan is a brilliant football coach, man. Top five coach in this league. Pete Carroll's still a great coach. I mean, it's Pete Carroll though. I mean, they they were they were outmatched. It was it was Seattle. They were <clears throat> excuse me the seventh seed. They still gave it their all. Then you go into that night game, and you've got you know yeah, his, Brent, his his lot was determined before this thing because they got to the postseason. Pete Carroll after punting, yeah, Russell. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, uh, yeah. he'd already he'd already done his victory lap and waved everybody. Absolutely, so, yeah. clearly, clearly, absolutely did that. <laughs> uh, so then you got the second game, and you've got uh, you, you know you've got immature Brandon Staley taking on Super Bowl winning head coach Doug Peterson. I think we saw where coaching mattered in that game. Yep, okay. Yep. Coaching mattered not only in that game, but Brendan Staley is where he is right now, and the Chargers are where they are right now because of him. They, they, they are not a winning playoff team and a team that's gone to back-to-back postseason strictly because of their head coach. He doesn't make stupid decisions in Week 18 and gives Mike Williams the week off. Maybe he plays in that game and they find a way to put Jacksonville away, but they didn't, and that's coaching. Go to the noon game. And then, again, the best news of all, there are reports they're going to keep him. Yes, that's exactly right. Yes. Like, NFL Network. Right, yeah. It looks like they're going to keep they're, him. They're going to keep him. Yes. Fantastic. Keep all that right. guy in place yeah. all, all, all along, this. right? Let's do this. Noon game, Sunday. You got Sean McDermott, who's a true leader in this in this, uh, in this this league now, taking on a guy from Yale who doesn't know how to use a play clock, right? You clearly saw coaching. I've liked some things he's done this season, though. Mike McDaniel. Sure, like, sure. Like, he, he gave to a... The ultimate pep talk, right? And, he did, and, yeah. and prepped him and got him to like legitimacy, right? But that was a debacle. Mm-hmm. What he didn't do was give Skyler Thompson a chance. No, that was all of the end of play clock. Can't get the plays in. Nonsense that was going on. That was bad, bad, bad. Really bad coaching in that game by him. So Sean McDermott above him. The next game, you, I don't even know the guy who 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 coaches Minnesota. The guy from Entourage, Kevin O'Connell or something. He he's he, he's Kevin Connolly, is it? I don't know who the hell it is. That was, yeah, yeah, was, that was E from Entourage, right? Kevin like, Connolly was E from Entourage. I Kevin O'Connell would be the. Uh, I have Vikings no idea yeah. who that Vikings coach yeah. is. I have never seen that guy before. I don't know who he is. I don't know where he came from. Brian Dayball outschooled him in that game too. I think too. he was uh, he was a Shanahan 
Was he a sh- yeah. I, I thought I thought he was like a a, a, a Browns or a Rams. Shannon or- McVeigh. He was in, he was in that tree. He was there. One of their OCs. Okay, great. Yeah. He, he yeah. should have stayed there. Um, but but I I, but I he think- can't also overcome the Vikings. Well, fourth and eight, and you're throwing a three yard out. Pretty bad. I mean, like that's unacceptable right there. Like yeah. that's that that's just that's awful. Like that is that is terrible. Fourth and eight. What are we gonna do? Three yard out. Tackle. Game over. Like you didn't even give your team a chance and an opportunity. I thought Brian Dayball was brilliant. Some of the play calling that they had. They did the Statue of Liberty play yesterday, for God's sake. I, I love right? it. I, I, it I just was saw great. It like a few minutes ago again. I'm like, it's, so, it's still good. I'm like, oh, I love that play. It still works. It, it was that fantastic. Was like the only right? trick play you ran as a kid. Yeah. This is the only one you really knew, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only one you really knew was that one as a kid. And so I, I thought I thought Brian Dayball was great to make Daniel, to take Daniel Jones from a downtrodden, you know, never was going to do anything quarterback because of the situations that he was in and to turn that cat around. He turned Josh Allen around too. He's turned Daniel Jones and Josh Allen around into winning quarterbacks. Josh Allen was, 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 has been obviously one of the best in the league because of day ball. And now Daniel Jones is starting to, you know, understand how to win in the NFL. And he played great football yesterday. And then you go into the night game and you got Harbaugh, who's a Super Bowl winning coach against Zach Taylor, who's a Super Bowl coach right now. And that was a really good matchup uh, from a coaching standpoint. Hey, and, I'll, cr- I'll credit and- Harbaugh. He got no Lamar Jackson within range of beating that team uh, with, within range within range of beating that team bad call to try to make your quarterback you know reach over the goal line from Terrible. 2 yards out and then letting the clock run down and not using like they walked off the field with two timeouts at the end of the game. You needed to call a timeout in one of those situations just to calm everybody down and he didn't recognize that. I thought Zach Taylor ultimately out coach Jim Harbaugh in that game and the cold handshake that t- that the two of them had after the game. Yeah. I don't know that I've seen a cold handshake like that in a very long time, maybe since Weatherwax went after Bill Self. They I mean like I don't know. There was no it wasn't like an eye contact thing or yeah. whatever. It was a look away. Right. It was yeah, it was frosty. It was frosty. Yeah, and, it really was. And then Zach Taylor brought the game ball to a bar across the street, which which, which pushes awesome. you up in the in yeah. Yeah, the, the whistling pig or something yeah. he went to yesterday yeah. after the game, and that was really cool as well. So I, I just thought you saw this weekend the importance of coaching in this league and why it is so imperative that you get that hire right, that all of this hiring of these immature 35-year-olds that are know-it-alls, they aren't know-it-alls, and they're not good on game day, and they totally messed up. Mike McDaniel, Brandon Staley, I'm pointing to both of you guys as the true two coaches that are know-it-alls that screwed their team. The games may have been great. The TVers. Maybe not so much. We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Hear from Chiefs Radio Network color analyst Dana Hughes, Tuesday at 8.30 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. somewhere to go and it's to Knox it's a touchdown what a catch for the fifth straight game Dawson Knox finds the end zone there's the uh, the voice of the Masters hanging out and doing some football for a little bit Nance uh, Romo they were on the uh, the Buffalo the Buffalo game on CBS 
While the games were good and while the drama was good, there was a lot of stuff going around, and I can't say I disagree about the broadcasts. And normally I go, okay, they're big games. We're, we're dialing in, what have you. But I thought it got progressively better as the, the weekend went on. But boy, oh boy, since Fox lost um, Buck and Aikman. They don't have a marquee name. They don't, they don't have one that screams, like Mm-mm. a group that screams big game. No, you really like, don't. Like you want to have that kind of feel of like, Big game, mm-hmm. and you hear you hear the voices, and you see you're like big game, and you From, know it's a big game. Fox yeah. doesn't have that; they really don't. They don't, they don't have a, a crew that says, "This is our; these are our guys. Right. This is our game. This is let's go." So that's lacking. But their number one crew may have been the best crew of the weekend, though. Kevin Burkhardt and and Greg Olson, I thought, were really really good. Like they didn't get in the way. They didn't make dumb comments like Tony Romo. This is why Josh Allen is Mr. January. Um, they they were just I thought really really good. They were interested. They enjoyed being there. It sure sounded like Al Michaels would rather have been somewhere else. Tony yeah. Dungy is brutal on TV. Why do we continue to put Tony Dungy in the booth? He he just drains the energy out of everybody. And I, I think that's part of the reason why people were on Al Michaels is because they paired him with Tony Dungy, who is just very he sounded, boring. He and sounded old. Really old. Yeah, He sounded really like old, old football man. I'm like, Tony Dungy's not old football man. I see him you know, in the studio on Sundays. And I don't think fine. he's very good in the studio He's not either. great. Yeah. He's not great, but he's... It's small doses rather than three and a half hours. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And then Al Michaels, I, I just felt like all season long, Al Michaels to me went, should I have made this decision? Did I make the wrong decision? Mm-hmm. I've seen every one of these games before. Right. I've seen, he, he just sounded bored all season to me. Well, he was on Amazon. And then he was, he was bored again. The other day, mm-hmm. I, I didn't think that broadcast was any good. I and I was looking forward to it because I was like, oh, Al Michaels is back. And those two couldn't have been. That was a hell of a game they had. Right. It was. Right. Yep. And and it was just brutal, boring as the comebacks happening mm-hmm. and finished off. And they're like, OK, I'll, we'll see you tomorrow night. I mean, it was it was it was bad. Yeah. I didn't like it at all. See, I, I'm I'm different than you on that one, though, Josh, because Al Michaels could sit there and just do anything. I'm going to be like, that's great. Like he he's that one guy that like no matter what he does, I'm always going to be a fan because Al Michaels is arguably the greatest of all time. Wasn't his best performance. No, on Saturday night, not at all. But I think if he had a better partner with him and not Tony Dungy sucking the energy out of everything, I think it would have been a better broadcast. I, I do. I truly do. I, I think you're, you're a product sometimes of those that in which you work with. And I think Al Michaels was uh, was was a was detrimented de- or what, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Knocked was, down a little bit because I, I just think he t- was I think down Tony all Dungy's, year and he yeah. had the happy puppy. With, I know with uh, Herb right, Street right. all he year. He had the new guy and mm-hmm. he was full of I, juice. I, and yeah, I just right. feel like I don't know. It just feels like he thinks it's over. Maybe he does. I don't know. Maybe he walks I away. Know. I don't know. You know. Jacksonville can set their sights likely on Kansas City. Here we go for the win. Got it, but there's a flag down. There's a flag down as everybody's running out onto the field, but there's a penalty marker. And they call it on the defense. Unbelievable. Uh, that, that is unbelievable. 
house. Yeah, Unbelievable. Really, you guys were excited about yeah, game that, winning. That, that's true. That's a game a winning field goal. Comeback. Yeah. A historic comeback. Why yeah, Al Michaels didn't There's go with the, the do you believe in miracles when he made that kick? Like that was the perfect opportunity for Al Michaels to drop that line and then walk away <laughs> and never come out again, right? Yeah. Like shouldn't shouldn't he have done that? The kick goes through. Do you believe in miracles? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Peace out. I'm gone. Like yeah. that would have been the perfect drop mic, walk away, retire moment for Al Michaels in that game. I, I the only thing I'll say about the San Francisco broadcast, what was Daryl Johnson wearing? Like he had like a shirt and tie with like a quarter zip over it. And then some like awful looking sport coat that looked like it was too small to fit on the wardrobe that he was doing. I've never been a huge fan of Daryl Johnson. Was I don't even know who play by play. It was going to be colder. And so he had the coat on the outside. I, I don't it was, know. It wasn't big enough to fit over it. I don't, I, 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 don't know. I don't know what, I didn't what, catch what it was. His wardrobe, uh, I just briefly like the, the yeah. start of the second half that or one, something. That was the first crew. That was the first Fox crew. Yeah. And you're like, boy, this isn't scream. No, it does game at you're, all. You're right. Fox needs to do a better job of having that big name guy. And I don't know if Tom Brady's going to be the answer because quite honestly, Greg Olson's good. He is good. I, he's yeah. he's he is good. good. Yeah. Like I, I enjoyed that broadcast with, with him and Kevin Burkhart. And I haven't watched a lot of Fox big games this year because, you know, we're usually on CBS or whatever the case may be. I didn't get a lot of them this year, but what I got over the weekend, I thought, I thought they were the best of the weekend. I liked them a lot. And I don't know if you caught this. So, so the late game last night had the, the regular, NBC crew. So it was Tarico and Collinsworth. Correct. But they had an alternative broadcast. They actually had, uh, they brought back Alan Dungy. Oh, they did. To call that big, that big play. Third and goal for the one now. The they go for here. the sneak. Oh, the ball's fumbled. He's Being going. run back by Sam Hubbard. He's going. Look at him go. He could go all the way. I think he's going to score. Could go all the way. And he does. That's a touchdown for the Bengals. Holy moly. Wow, 98 yards. Really exciting play. Wow, definitely changes things. <laughs> so that, that apparently, from what the internet told me, the internet told me that uh, Alan Dungy had a had their broadcast. So yeah. I guess I, I guess I missed that one last night. So I'm glad we caught it. it was glad good. Dungy was Brought there to you too. By Metamucil. Yeah. <laughs> Dungy made it to that game. I saw him at halftime. I'm like, boy, they're making him go from Jacksonville last night here tonight. He's not even that good. It's not like bringing John Madden along for the ride. That's why Fox needs to try and sweet talk Gus Johnson to move from college back to the pro. I don't know, man. Him and Joel Clatter are awesome, awesome together. They're That's the, a great they're the broadcast. Best duo in college. It's so good. It, it they're great together. Like they, I'll I don't normally watch games and turn on because a broadcaster is doing it, but if that if that big, big noon Monday thing is on and and there's other games, I may go to that big noon Monday one over the others because him and Joel Clatter are just fantastic together. They got a great rapport. They're wonderful, wonderful yep. together. And if you're uh, if you're Romoed out too, I get it. Yeah, I, I am, I am oh. now officially I, Romoed out. And I, yeah. luckily, I've been spared. I've been spared, right? Because yeah. there's been a lot of Romo games, and I'm at the game, and I haven't seen it. But every time I watch now, I go. <sighs> I don't get it. I, the first year I got it, he was 
He was fresh off the field. Mm-hmm. He was reading defenses. He was watching. He was just fresh off watching tape. Right. He's doing all. He's not doing any of that stuff anymore. Unless they told him not to do that stuff anymore, which I don't know why you would, because that's what that no, no, I'm calling saying. Card. I'm just saying naturally he's not doing that. He's not preparing like he was oh, as a player oh, anymore. Yeah, no. yeah. He's several years retired now. Right. He's not doing any of that stuff anymore. No. And so, so yesterday, yesterday at the one play, they're like, he's like, I, I think. I think Josh Allen's ready to burst out here. Sack, fumble, touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we could all miss. I get it. But, you know, he used to be the the one that saw everything happening. He doesn't see anything anymore. Now he, he is, we got a text from a friend of ours and I'll keep his name anonymous on this one. And it was a legit, really good question, but I don't know if he wants us to share who it was. And he said, seriously, has like Tony Romo, already peaked as a broadcaster and is starting to regress. And I'm like, that's a really good way to put it. Like he came out the gate hot, right? It was great. And everybody loved him. And after yesterday's Buffalo game, I I don't need to hear him anymore. This is why Josh Allen is Mr. January. Mr. January. When he he first came out, he was still, he was still a player. Yeah. So he was still, he was still seeing everything the same. And now he's a broadcaster. He's a broadcaster. And you found you might not be your taste. Right. Yeah. Because he's not gonna, he's not gonna call every play right. No, and he's not gonna see everything that's happening. And I don't need him to do that. And but that was his thing. That was what made him different than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Did and yeah. and now it's you know. And everybody else tried to start doing it, and it just didn't work. But no, but but I I just think right now after yesterday's broadcast with like the, he was rooting for Buffalo as much as I've ever heard a broadcaster root for a team before. I mean, just blatantly what rooting say? for Buffalo. Well, Buffalo's season can't end this way. Yeah, why not? This is how they end in the playoffs all the time. <laughs> why, why, why couldn't it? <laughs> He's calling Josh Allen Mr. January. He had three turnovers in that football game. Mr. October hit three home runs. That's why he got that name. And, and I got into kind of a debate with a talk show host up at our sister station in, in Buffalo over this one because, oh, my God, you say something bad about Josh Allen and the Bills Mafia comes at you. I don't think you can call a quarterback who has not led his team to a Super Bowl yet Mr. Mr. January. It doesn't feel like it makes sense. Like, no, it, it, it just doesn't you. make sense. You're like, well, he has the best numbers of any quarterback in postseason history. I go, okay, that's great, but his team has not been to the Super Bowl. Well, that's not fair to judge him on that. I go, but that's how we judge quarterbacks right now. And and, and since Tom Brady really started to do this, we judge quarterbacks based on Super Bowls. Like you need a second Super Bowl now <laughs> to be vindicated. October is knocked out in the wild card every year. Hey, no, Mr. October. Hey, Mr. October. No. no, Mr. October hit three home <laughs> yeah. runs in a one World Series game and helped the Yankees win a championship. It feels like that. That that feels right yeah and this guy in buffalo is like you know the super bowl's played in february i'm like yeah but in january that's when you lead your team to the super bowl and josh allen was if he wasn't playing the dolphins yesterday buffalo doesn't win that game they they shouldn't want him to be mr january really he should be mr february you can't get to february i don't want him to be mr january right when mr january in february right like i i I've said to Not you. Not offended that you you don't think he's that. You should be offended that people are calling him that. Right. Now, I've said to you, and I've said this on the air, I hate the Cincinnati Bengals. I never hated Buffalo before. I like those guys up there. I kind of, you know, see a lot of us in them. It's kind of two similar cities. Like, hey, we can go into this together. I hope they get their ass kicked by Cincinnati. Like, so I don't have to hear about Josh Allen being Mr. January anymore. Like it or not, guys, 
quarterbacks and head coaches are judged by titles. I mean, Andy Reid had people saying, well, maybe he's not a Hall of Famer. Then he won that Super Bowl. Now he's a lock to be in the Hall of Fame. That's just how we judge people. Stats are for losers. Don't give me your statistical evidence of why Josh Allen should be Mr. January. I look down and I say, has he led his team to the Super Bowl yet? And the answer to that question is no. You're not Mr. Anything as a quarterback until you lead your team to the Super Bowl. Like it or not, I don't know who set those rules up, but those rules are in place now, man. Those are the rules we judge quarterbacks and coaches on.